welcome to Grace Notes. On our last program, we learned about some of the benefits we receive as a result of Christ's sacrifice, forgiveness, freedom from condemnation, and fellowship with God. Because Christ suffered for us, He can identify with us, and we can identify with Him. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck will begin to explore the reasons why we must endure suffering. But first, let's listen as she presents a song that reminds us where we need to go for help.
First Peter 4, 1 says, Since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because he who has suffered in his body is done with sin. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. Christ suffered in his body for our sin. In doing so, he did away with the power and the penalty of sin. But until we reach heaven, we have to still deal with the presence and the effects of sin. To do this, we need to take the same view of suffering that Christ did, which is to accept it in the will of God and look for the benefit. Jesus focused on the joy he'd receive in reconciling us to God, and we should focus on the joy we can receive in becoming more Christ-like. Listen to what Hebrews 7-11 through 11 says. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons. For what son is not disciplined by his father? If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us for our good, and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of our spirits and live? Our fathers disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in His holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. God uses discipline both to train and to chastise us. It's important to ask Him to show us the reason for His discipline at the time. We shouldn't see every hardship as a result of some sin in our life, but we shouldn't overlook the fact that our sin may have necessitated the event either. Today I want to focus on the chastisement aspect of God's discipline. If we have an offensive personality and we lose our friends, it isn't a trial God has sent. It's the consequences He's allowed. If we disobey a law and we get caught, it's not God's fault. It's ours. When God spoke to the Israelites in Deuteronomy 11, He said that if they loved and served Him with all their heart, He blessed them with an abundance of crops, herds, and children. But conversely, if they sought out other gods... They would receive none of these benefits. He'd just let nature take its course. Suffering consequences for our wrongdoing can prevent future suffering. Parents do well to allow consequences to occur in their children's lives. The problem is that sin most often affects more than one person, though. Too often parents shield their kids from consequences so they don't have to suffer with them. This is to everyone's detriment. Proverbs 13.24 says, He who spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Proverbs 29.15 reads, The rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a child left to himself disgraces his mother. My mom was very wise. My dad always carried a lot of money in his wallet. At night, he kept it on the mantelpiece. Now, I didn't have a lot of friends in elementary school, and one day I decided that if I could buy things for the kids, maybe they'd like me. I figured that Dad wouldn't miss it anyway, so I took some money from his wallet. At lunchtime, I'd buy lunch for myself, and then I'd pay for lunches for two other kids in line with me. They seemed to like me then. <laughs> it was working. But I felt like I had to keep on doing this. And besides... 
Two friends weren't enough. At the rate I was going, I realized I'd run out of money, so I helped myself to the gold mine two more times. About this time, I started bragging to my neighbor, and she decided to tell her mom, who in turn told my mom. What a horrible feeling to be found out. I returned the remaining money I'd hidden, and, and I figured mom would just take my allowance to pay the rest back. But she did even more. It was spring. She knew I loved to play outside after school. So what did she do? She made me stay inside for a whole month. That's an eternity for a kid. Every day I'd beg her to give in, but she held firm. The end result, though, was that she made an honest daughter out of me. One of my pastors used to say, Be sure your sin will find you out. And he was right. I am forever grateful to God and to my mom. Who knows what my life would have been like without this timely discipline. We take our offenses so lightly. Oh, yes, God is long-suffering and incredibly merciful, but His primary objective is to purify us. The reason why God called King David a man after His own heart was because David kept short accounts. Yes, he sinned greatly, but he repented just as greatly. We suffer from the guilt of the sins we've committed when we don't confess them. David wrote in Psalm 32, 3-5, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. As believers in Christ, we can claim the promise in 1 John 1, 9 that says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There isn't anything we've ever done that God won't forgive. He'll forgive our sin and remove its guilt if we just confess like David did. David kept no secrets from God. What might you be hiding? Why not come clean and receive His forgiveness today? A heart is like a house One day I let the Savior in There are many rooms Where we would visit now and then But then when
for joining the program. If you've been blessed by this ministry, please write to us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Boston, Maryland, 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. If God leads you, please send along a love gift to help us stay on this station. Don't miss our next program. Barbara will continue the benefits of our suffering.